Welcome to the Work the System podcast, where we help entrepreneurs make more and work less using systems. And I'm your host, Josh Fonger. Today, you'll hear a conversation I had with Gavin Zuklinski, founder of Acuity Scheduling. And Gavin has had great success with Acuity over the years, taking it from the ground up. And during this interview, you're going to learn a lot, not just about scheduling softwares, but you're going to learn how to take a business from basically just an idea based on a need in the marketplace to growing it to 50,000 clients, you know, going from zero employees to 40 employees. So I think seeing that transition, seeing what he had to build in place, the infrastructure, the systems is going to be a big help to you. Also, just how to build a competitive advantage in a crowded space. And it might not be what you think, but there are a lot of scheduling softwares out there. So he was able to do that. And also, he talks about building a team when your staff is all remote, when your team is remote. How do you build that team? How do you build that culture? What do you do? And I think you're going to get some great ideas from him there. And uh, yes, scheduling. So if you're a beginner all the way to a super user, he has a number of great ideas about what you could be doing, should be doing, how to integrate it, and how to really... Um, be more efficient using technology and using this uh, automation through a scheduling software. So anyways, I learned a lot from this interview and a lot of the questions I was just <laughs> trying to solve problems myself and he has a wealth of information. So stay tuned, uh, listen to this interview and take notes. Hi, this is Josh Bonger. Welcome to the WTS podcast where we help business owners move from owning a job to owning a business, mastering their systems so they can simplify growth and make more and work less. And today I have a special guest, Gavin Zuklinski. Gavin is the founder of Acuity Scheduling, the slickest way for businesses to automate and manage their appointments online, allowing clients to schedule themselves. Gavin is a self-professed tech geek and espresso maniac, a word he does not use lightly, who wholeheartedly believes that businesses should be fun. All right, Gavin, so let's start from the beginning and why don't you tell us your story? How'd you start this company? Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me on here. Um, Acuity started a long, long time ago, around ooh, 2007. It was a little side project that I originally built for my mom. She was a massage therapist and we were driving around along Route 80 in Pennsylvania one day, which is a really long road. Beautiful at first, gets really boring with trees on either side of you. Um, and while chatting with her, she kept getting interrupted by clients asking about scheduling appointments and rescheduling and canceling. And really felt like there had to be a better way. It was just this mess of wasted time and back and forth and learning about like Aunt Sally's kidney stones for why they had to cancel the appointment. So Acuity came out of that as a way for her clients to book and manage their own appointments, fill out forms and everything else so that they could show up uh, on time with her prepared um, for them and take away all that rigmarole that goes along and the logistics that go along with scheduling appointments so that she could really just show up and, and focus on what she was best at. And now it's grown from, uh, you know, just her to well over um, 50, 70,000 businesses all around the world that use Acuity every day. Wow. That's amazing. So when, when you first started, I mean, it's a great idea. And my mom actually is a massage therapist as well. So oh. we, you and I kind of relate in that way. Was there anything else out there like this that, that made you think this is a good idea? Or was it just, you mean you searched and there, were, there was nothing? Yeah, I, uh, well, back then I really didn't value my time that much. Um, the, there were a couple things out there, but they were, um, frankly, they were a little bit 
they, they did a little bit too much um, and they didn't do it well enough. And they were really expensive too. Um, but by expensive, I mean like 60 bucks a month, uh -huh. uh, which for the amount that it saves you is, uh, is not that much. But anyway, uh -huh. uh, I, I wanted to create something that was a little bit better because there frankly wasn't that much. Now there's a million and one different schedulers out there. It's a very crowded space, but we were, we were one of the very early ones back then and the focus was to be very strictly on creating a really fantastic scheduler, being that as the, like, the core of many businesses are the appointments, like that's sort of that transaction and how you make money like her, uh, where if you're not getting appointments, you're not making money. So we wanted to really focus on making that as slick as possible and support everything around there from you know getting people to originally book their appointments, getting them to actually you know show up on time prepared uh, and then finally uh, rebooking again getting that relationship between you and the customer and really completing that cycle too so that's where acuity was born trying to stay away from all of the other bits that some of the other folks were doing um, like doing email marketing and everything else there's tons of great software out for there for that but creating a very affordable very effective very easy to use and powerful scheduling tool <laughs> Very cool. I, and when I first started off coaching, I didn't use a tool at all. I mean, now I do. I use one of your competitors and we'll, we'll dive into the differences about different sure. schedulers. But I just remember you know, going back and forth, back and forth to people and saying, that's crazy. And then, and then I moved on to, well, maybe I'll just tell them here are three times available, pick one of them. And then, you know, I cut, I cut the back and forth from four down to two. And then I was like, well, this is still not very effective. And then it must've been maybe five years ago that someone's like, well, why don't you use a scheduling software? And then it was this, um, it was these clients that, that I had that were not very tech savvy and they were afraid of it and they were afraid of clicking the button and they just wanted to do it over the phone. And now it's obviously it's very easy to use. So it's, it's been pretty interesting to watch this, you know, kind of take over the world and still there's tons of people who still don't even know about scheduling software. It's probably, probably most know. people on this, on this, this podcast <laughs> have never even thought about it. It saves you so much time. I know it's one of those like no brainers for a business. As long as you're you're like if you're day to day, if you're only doing I don't know two appointments a week or something like that, you probably don't need a scheduler. But if you're doing much more than that, it, the time that you save really adds up, and it's the convenience too. We we ended up looking at a lot of our data for when people were booking their appointments, and most people book their appointments when the business is closed. They're not waiting until 11 a.m. on a Tuesday so that they can call you or email you. They're trying to book their appointments after work at, say, 7 p.m. when you're also out of the office. So what we've learned from a lot of our customers, too, that just having a scheduler, especially before their competitors do, is a bit of a competitive advantage just by reducing the amount of friction to get clients booked and confirmed on there where if they can, I don't know, my, my wife actually did this before we were in New York. One of uh, Acuity's customers was an acupuncturist and she was looking for acupuncturists around and ended up just impulse booking an appointment. This particular one who she had randomly found and did use Acuity at like 11 p.m. at night for the, an appointment the, the next day where if she had to wait and call the next day. I'm not even sure she would have followed through and then yep. she became a repeat loyal customer thanks to that. Yeah. No, it's a great, it's a great uh, concept, but like you said, now it's, now it's pretty competitive. So let, let's, I'm curious to know, I think this will be valuable for our, the people in our, you know, listening to this who have new companies. How did you go from essentially by yourself? Uh, and I don't know how, what age you were probably quite young. how did you start from one person to where you are now? It's a pretty substantial company. How did you um, kind of get started along the way? Cause there's gotta be some, some bumps along the way, I'm assuming. 
<laughs> For sure. Yeah. So at the very beginning, um, I I was doing uh, web development freelance at the same time. And, and I originally thought, oh, Acuity, this will be a great sort of lead tool. Like businesses um, probably will want, like I can sort of get them in a scheduler and then build the website out of it. That completely failed, but people loved the scheduling part of it. Um, uh-huh. So, But I still originally built it as a side business and I had a day job that I absolutely loved. But Acuity was more of like creative outlet, thinking about business, thinking about like the product and interacting with customers. That was a little bit different. Um, so from around 2007 to 2013, it was just me. I was wow. doing all of the customer support oh and development and everything else. And then mm-hmm. at, at the point in 2013, it had gotten uh, big enough and busy enough that uh, I had a day job with the government that I absolutely loved doing really valuable work. But unfortunately, during the day, I had no access to the internet. I had no cell phone or anything else. So I would come out to my car, um, which was you know parked in direct sunlight in an asphalt parking lot, and have my iPhone overheated. And when it would finally turn on, um, driving around the Beltway, I would see that I had like 50 emails that I had to respond to and then spend the rest of my evening, you know, oh, trying to work on customer support, which was a pain. So then ended up growing it from there, um, mm-hmm. leaving the day job that I love, taking on Acuity uh-huh. and trying to turn it into a real business that can scale up with, you know, people helping out besides relying just on me. Yeah. So how did you start delegating? So I'm sure your first employees, you know, being new and you having five years experience building it from the ground up. How did they, how did you delegate work to them? Yes. So first employee, I don't think I did a very, I did not do a very good job Uh, with her. It was sort of trial by fire. So um, Mm -hmm. I looked at what I was spending the most time on and trying to delegate that out. And that turned out to be customer support, um, especially very valuable to get that feedback loop. Uh, The very first person I just sort of threw into the mix, we, we switched up, how we were doing support just tech, technically from you know being Gmail of support at acuityscheduling.com that would point just to me to then using a tool called Help Scout where it's more of like a shared inbox and yeah. uh, even with one other person that, that was pretty important. She really just started answering the emails that she was comfortable with and reading what I did. But then from employee number two, we fixed all of that and came up with a much more formalized training process and really focused on customer support. And even once we started getting developers on, um, mm-hmm. All of our developers go through the support training too, so they get that intimate understanding of who the customers really are. Okay, so uh, tell me more about this customer support. That, that's an issue that mm-hmm. a lot of my clients have: is how do we systemize that for our business because they feel like no one can take care of the customers as good as they can, as the owner. So, did you? How do you train them? Oh yeah, that's really freaking hard, isn't it? Yeah. And as the owner too, that's like. I don't know. Like I would always tell my early employees too, like we're still small enough and actually I still do now. We're still small enough that like, you're basically speaking for me and that's a tough one to give up where it's like your customers, the sale. And especially once you see like angry customers in there and you look like, Oh, I would have done such a better job, but only because you know the tools and you know everything so intimately. Mm-hmm. Um, but you as a single person, you can't like scale up and support thousands and tens of thousands of people just on your own. Like mm-hmm. you're going to reduce the, the level of customer support, even if the individual instances would be higher quality, just because you, you can't scale up like that. So from the very beginning, we focused a lot on training. So we're a totally remote company. So very first thing was hiring for personality and finding okay. the right people who I could absolutely trust. Maybe not have the technical skills though, but that can be trained. So then we would do a week of in-person training in New York City, and we Mm -hmm. still do that. 
Wow. So we actually really use the, like a lot of the same script that we did, which is trying to get them first, you know, thinking about it, them experimenting, using it as like a customer, and then going through all of the different things, uh, going through a lot of the extreme cases, having a lot of quizzes. We use a tool called Lessonly um, to do a lot of quizzes and training okay. courses inside of there. And we're constantly building that up too. Uh, after that, we do a week of remote training uh, where they're still not answering customer emails yet. They're maybe looking at a couple and, and starting to get their feet wet with it, but they're, they're mm -hmm. not in, in the thick of it yet. We're doing training on more advanced topics and, you know, more mm -hmm. advanced things like doing like secondary training on HIPAA and all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and then finally, finally in week number three, they start, they start to answer customer emails but they don't hit reply. They get every single email um, reviewed by somebody else who sort of, you know, gives feedback both on the content of it. Are they accurately answering it? Because mm -hmm. once you've been dealing with customers for a while, you can read between the lines a little much, much easier. You see, you know, a salon is writing in and, and asking about, you know, having things be booked during the middle of other things. And you realize, oh, yeah, they do like colorings and they want to book a men's haircut in the middle of like a, a lady's coloring when that's drying yep. and that type of thing. So anyway, you, you start to read between the lines with that. Um, and that goes on for several months until uh, we, we look at a lot of metrics like the customer support rating with smiles, like was the email good, okay, poor? to get a sense for quality and how they're making the customer feel and replies and, and everything else and sprinkle in training and more advanced things throughout there too. Wow. That's, that's really comprehensive. And I hope people got that is that this is why you need to have a profitable business because that, that costs, <laughs> that costs real money. I mean, this is a, you know, it has two solid work weeks of paying for the training. They're not really doing anything. And then, then they're kind of doing half work. So that's like uh 90, 100 hours you're investing into somebody before they're actually making oh, money back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And flying them to New York. Like we oh, had gosh. some people start from Australia and we flew them from Australia to New York because actually as a remote company too, you, you want them to like, you want them to feel like they're part of a company and not just, yeah. you know, some cog that you're outsourcing angry customers to or anything <laughs> like that. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, but yeah, it is a lot. And it's actually a double hit too, because that person who's reviewing all of their emails isn't writing emails themselves too. Yep. So to hire on one person, you're not getting value out of the new person for several months. Mm -hmm. uh, and you're losing somebody else during that period. It's something that we're constantly trying to refine and try to reduce the impact of that one full-time person. Uh -huh. But to get the quality that quality, like we were saying before, is so important. That way you can trust that person. And I think that pays off in the long run too, because you we retain a lot more customers thanks to you know serving them well, making sure that they can effectively use it um, and that they just smile at the end of that experience too. Yeah, that's that's really amazing. I uh, People, a lot of times they want to build a competitive advantage based on some kind of tech or some kind of I don't know, unique edge that's going to last maybe a few months or a few weeks. <laughs> But, but building out a team like this, what you're doing, I mean, that's very difficult to do, but most people aren't going to do it because it's difficult. But I think, like you said, for the long term, you're going to have really stable, stable team, stable support, mm -hmm. stable customers, and difficult to compete against you on customer service, I can tell. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frankly, we invest like just as much into that as anything else in the company. We have tons uh -huh. of tools behind the scenes that are custom for that. Uh -huh. um, yeah, and especially what we find too is we're dealing with businesses who operate around appointments and a lot of them come in with very specific ideas about what they want. Acuity is extremely flexible. 
but to try to support them. And frankly, a lot of the folks just aren't that technical and we try to make it as easy as possible and then have fantastic support mm -hmm. to get you up and running with that. And no matter how easy the software is, without a human that you can really you know, communicate with, it would be difficult to understand and get the most value out of something like Acuity. So let's let's um, do a little case study because I know a lot of people here are either using your software or some other software out there or no software. So let's say they, they're like, okay, I'm going to start using this. I'm going to start using this booking software and they are a, a coach or a consultant. What should they be thinking of? How should they do it? And how do they, yeah, what should their first few weeks be like in terms of telling their clients and in terms of setting it up? Yeah, I, with some of the troubles that we see, if you're not using any scheduling software at all, one of the first things that I'd recommend is like, I don't know, how are you managing your calendar? If it's in an online way through something like Google Calendar already, it's going to be much easier to transition to Acuity just mm -hmm. because we can automatically import and make sure that you're, you're never double booked. If you're transitioning from like a paper notebook, it's going to be a little bit harder, okay. uh, but you're probably feeling a lot of pain from that anyway. So getting set up. The absolute core is thinking about the, the, the basics. So if you're, if you're a brand new business starting out too, one mistake that we sometimes see is people thinking way too much about every single possibility in their business when really you get an extreme advantage out of scheduling software just in general by having the core, the most common thing that you're doing. If you're booking, like you want people to book a lot of uh, intro like discovery sessions, get that set up first. Just Forget about doing any fancy like recurring packages or anything like that. Just think about what that core is to get people's foot in the door. Mm -hmm. um, so set up the, think about the types of services that you offer, like discovery sessions or like repeat coaching appointments, that type of thing. Get those set up into there. Um, think about, you know, when mm -hmm. you want to be available. The hours for that often we find is that you want to do, you know, your, your free discovery sessions, you know, maybe a couple days of the week and make sure that you have even more time available for paying clients so you're not cannibalizing your own time by doing like free, free calls to people so you can set up different availability for that. Mm -hmm. uh, once you have that set up, uh, one problem that we see too at this point is you get everything set up, um, but you either... Your new customers don't know about it because you've never updated your website or your email or anything else. Yeah. And your existing customers, they're in the habit of emailing you directly and they're not switching over either. So what we definitely recommend is, uh, is get it onto your website, contact page, somewhere on there. There's tons of different ways to embed something. All most schedulers and, and Acuity too will even help you do that because it, it's one of the most effective things. Get it in if people are calling you uh, make sure you put it in your voicemail. That way, if they miss you, they at least know that you they can book their own appointments. Um, mm -hmm. The biggest mistake we see at this point is just people not realizing that they can. So make sure you share that out. If your new customers come in, let them know that they can book online. Mm -hmm. um, people get into their habits and it's hard to break them from that. But once they do start scheduling their own because of how convenient and easy it is, we find mm -hmm. that they just stick with it and end up preferring that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know it was a transition for, for my clients at first. They really just wanted to email me or call me and then getting them, you know, I just always point them back. Here is the link. Here is the link, you know, and, and that eventually they, they got it. Uh, even the ones who were very, you know, not tech savvy, <laughs> they, they end up getting it. So let's, uh, let's go to a super user. So let's say somebody, um, they're already savvy. They, they have been using scheduling softwares for a couple of years now. Maybe your product, maybe another product. Mm -hmm. What do the super users do that the basic people don't do that they really should? 
Like the things they're missing out on. Yeah, yeah. It's often like a shift in mindset where on, on the very basic, you're just trying to use this as a way to get people to, you know, book their own appointments and make it more convenient. The people who get the most value out of it too, those real super users are the ones who realize that appointments are the core that drive their business and then automating the rest of the things around there. Mm-hmm. Um, so going from, you know, just having people book their own appointments and pay online to all of a sudden get people in there, have monthly, say, if they get a pack of coaching appointments, have that build automatically monthly and tracked through Acuity so you don't have to think about that or chase them down for billing. Mm-hmm. Um, start to integrate into all the other tools. Like we're meeting through Zoom right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure that you have Acuity connected into your Zoom account so whenever somebody books, it automatically mm-hmm. um, schedules in there. As you start to scale out, if mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's more than just Josh in this business uh-huh. and you have a couple of other people, we can start to get your, your staff in there Think about uh, how that's arranged on your site too. Like, do you want people just to be able to book specifically with you? Or maybe for the discovery sessions, we just do uh, round robin and we, we pool your availability together. People getting the free intro sessions see when the combined availability, pick a time, and they're automatically routed to you, know, you or one of your coworkers, uh-huh. one of your employees, whenever you're available. Um, and then connecting that also into many of your other apps, like thinking about, all right, so how are you going to get your clients to actually rebook again? We use follow-up emails inside of Acuity to try to remind them, but maybe also add them to your um, MailChimp mailing list to get your newsletter later on, have them connected into QuickBooks or Xero or something like that for your accounting and tracking, um, and really you start to use Acuity as like the, the core part of your business. The other great one that we see is just on the very basic side when people start to get more advanced is just thinking about how you want your clients to be prepared for their appointments. So we have the follow-ups to make sure that they show up again. Um, but beforehand, maybe do a drip series. Use start to use reminder emails. We can do you can set up several of those inside of Acuity to do a uh, sort of a drip sequence to remind them. So when they book their appointment, you have them fill out a form. You can do custom build forms to say ask them what their goals are for the sessions so that you uh, you come into it knowing exactly what you want to talk about, and mm-hmm. then make sure that they show up too. So, you know, maybe send an email um, two weeks in advance, like, hey, start thinking about what your financial goals are for the next year and what are the pain points in your business that you would like to systematize. Next email, like go through like, hey, maybe it's a podcast too. Like make sure you got a great headset and stable internet connection and everything else. And then start to drip out to there so that they have that information. You can, you know, insert things like, hey, you mentioned that your goal for this next year was blah after you've you know, thought about it for, um, for a week. Is that still accurate? You know, you can update your answer here if you wanted to. Um, and that way, hopefully when they come to it, they're already in the right mindset. They're prepared, you know, with the technology and everything else. And then you can really just dive into things, get right to business. And then all those other things like the zoom and the go-to meeting and the, you know, MailChimp and all that is all taken care of. So you as the business owner can sit down and get really hopefully right down to, um, giving value to that customer. Huh. Wow. Okay. A lot, a lot of ideas there. I was taking some was notes. Was that too many ideas? No, that too was many. good. Are going to be going on for two hours now? <laughs> no, that was good. I mean, hopefully anyone listen, anyone who, who schedules appointments should have got something there. And uh, for me, it comes down to what is the most common thing I book and then getting really effective at like, you know, what do you do beforehand, afterwards, during, and then I have, you know, other unusual meetings and maybe not worry about all those other things on during those particular meetings because it's just not worth trying to uh, automate those things. But the one thing I was thinking about this as you were talking, the one thing that I've not figured out and maybe, maybe your software does it mm-hmm. is 
Um, this is just a kind of a personal question, but maybe someone else will get value out of it. But so you have a client uh-huh. and they, they pay, they're working with you and they have scheduled several appointments. They're, they're kind of on a retainer. I have a lot of clients on a retainer, uh-huh. but then they, you know, I've got about a hundred clients right now. So let's say a client decides they just, they go on vacation. So you're like, okay, they're gone for a week. No big deal. But then the, another week goes by and they don't schedule. And then another week goes by. And for me to keep track of who, you know, who's showing up or not, it's, it becomes very difficult when there's a lot of, a lot of clients. Um, so does your software have any kind of thing that reminds you and says, Hey, uh, so-and-so hasn't booked an appointment in three weeks. Maybe you should follow up with them or it hasn't, you know, warning, red flag, this, this client that's paying has stopped booking appointments. Maybe you should, you know, is there anything like that out there in the market? <laughs> Maybe a new innovation for you. Uh, yeah, that, that's an interesting one. So you can send a follow-up email to the client. Like if two weeks later, if they haven't booked their next appointment yet, automatically yes. send a follow-up to them. It won't alert yeah. you though. <clears throat> um, but in the client list inside of Acuity, you can filter down and only show the list of clients who haven't, say, booked an appointment in three weeks and don't uh-huh. have an upcoming one. So you can see through there. Uh-huh. Uh, you can Also, when you export all of your clients to Excel, um, will show how long it has been since their last appointment. So that way you could find, you know, just people who have booked within the last six months, but are like, haven't booked, you know, in more than two, like since two weeks ago or something. Okay. Like that. So yeah, that's a great idea. I mean, we, we won't alert you, but you can get all of that and pull that out on your own through Acuity. Okay. Still a little bit manual, <laughs> but not, yeah. that would, that would be uh at least for my, my unique need right now, um, that would be kind of uh, interesting. But it's not like it's, the information's available if you dig for it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not hiding it. It's like one click over to the client list, one click to filter down and show people who uh-huh. haven't booked in two weeks. Okay, cool. That's good. Um, so a couple other questions I wanted to use before. I know you've got to run. Uh, so, well, this is kind of off topic, but I know I wanted to ask you about it just because okay. I'm an espresso drinker. So. On your bio, it says you're an espresso aficionado. What is the, <laughs> what is the trick to the best espresso? What would you say? Oh, man. I am such a geek with it now. I've started roasting my own beans because the freshness of the beans right now. I moved from New York City to Pennsylvania after, okay. after my son was born. And the freshness of the beans is like one of those key things to like get the good crema and everything else. You have to have good quality beans. So the only way I was able to get that around here uh, was starting to roast my own. So I, sweetmarias.com is where I get the green coffee beans from. They last, like green coffee beans on roasted last for like six months to a year. And then roasting them my own, I can like use them like like four days later or so. And like things are so fresh, crema is beautiful. And, I, and just good equipment and everything else too. Not, you know, Nespresso is great. Like I have one of those in, uh, in my bedroom because I, I don't want to, you know, go through the whole process of making espresso in the morning hop in a pod but for the good stuff gotta have those fresh roasted beans and everything else no it it sounds good yeah yeah right espresso now can we like take a break (laughs) right after this call is what i'm doing actually (laughs) (laughs) good next one but i have one of those nespressos more out of efficiency i used to make my own but then it was just like you know what it's just so simple and it's you know it's it's good good enough but it's not it's not as messy too like i gotta say like grinding beans and everything else it gets very messy yep yeah yeah definitely okay well uh two other quick quick questions and then we'll, we'll wrap up so so the differences between 
your scheduling software and all the other ones. I can't miss this question because I had um, someone in our membership group ask about this. So Calendly, Schedule Once, your software, what are some of the differences uh, between the softwares? Why would someone choose you over the other ones? What makes it unique? <laughs> yeah, and there are just dozens and dozens of scheduling tools out there. Yeah. Um, I got to say, though, if you're using any scheduler, you're you're ahead of you know somebody who's going back and forth through email. So I'm happy just about that. Uh, what we hear from our customers, though, is that they prefer Acuity. You know, if you're just looking to you know basically have a fancy contact form on your website where you can collect a date and time and make sure that you're not double booked, most schedulers are great for that. Uh, where you start to really differentiate yourself is how much do you actually care about branding and customization? Acuity is fantastic for that. And starting to think about when we were talking about that advanced case too, when you're scaling up, is it just going to be you forever and ever? Or do you ever plan on having employees? Um, do you want, a, are appointments really core of your business? If you are just, you know, having, you know, maybe two, three appointments per week at most, um, Tons of other schedulers out there that are that are probably cheaper than Acuity. Our, our low plan starts at $15 a month. I, I think you can find some other ones that are way cheaper, but where they fall short is when you start to get on that little more advanced side. When you're thinking about when you're tracking, you know, packages of appointments and you're selling that, if you're selling out that, that recurring subscription to get people on there, if you're starting to look at those automated follow-up emails and that drip series beforehand for reminders and, and all the different ways that it integrates into everything and especially to setting up more advanced availability we see this a lot with say like massage therapists where it'll be three therapists who are sharing you know two rooms in an office that type of thing acuity makes very very simple um so that appointments can really be the core the core of your business uh and not just you know a fancy contact form so now you're getting me a little bit excited maybe i'll maybe i'll switch over maybe to your program now what what is what is the um so if somebody wants, you know, has a complicated business, I do a lot of appointments. Mm -hmm. um, do they have to pay extra for someone to show them how to use the software? Or is that what your customer support does kind of say, actually, you know, each probably, I mean, are they customer service slash strategists or do they just customer support when something breaks? Yeah. So we've got awesome customer support. We do webinars too, where you can ask questions during the webinars. Our customer support is through email. We're really fast to respond. And like I mentioned too, everybody's really well trained too. So they, if you do have some basic questions, they can they can offer you advice. Uh -huh. If you really want somebody to dive into, you know, how you run your business and how it's connected into all of your different apps and start to, you know, really help you set that up too, mm -hmm. uh, we have the Acuity Certified Expert Programs, which are some mm -hmm. outside experts who will charge a little bit more, um, but they can be really, really hands-on into not just Acuity, but everything else and how it all connects together too. Very cool. That's good. Well, I learned a lot uh, during this uh, this podcast. I mean, this is kind of more like a session for me, but I know I know a lot of people <laughs> struggle with the same things that I do. So hopefully that helps. So final question, you know, what is one thing that you want to leave the audience with knowing that they are small business owners? Well, some of them are, have larger companies, but small business mm -hmm. owners who are trying to get more systematic, more efficient with their business. Any words of wisdom? And then where can people find, find out more about you and your business? Oh, yeah. I mean, for me personally, I, I love what I do. And, and I and I love Acuity. And frankly, I just hope that everybody who's using Acuity ends up thinking about it as, you know, a way that they can focus less on all the logistics and more on what they truly enjoy and thinking about what are the most effective things where that can make the most impact. And 
hopefully we or another schedule, I don't care what, can help with that. Yeah, and if you do, if you are interested in Acuity and, and want to learn more, um, go to, we'll set up a special link just for your, uh, your listeners to get an extended 45-day trial instead of our normal 14-day one at acuityscheduling.com slash work the system. That's A-C-U-I-T-Y scheduling.com slash work the system. Good. Okay. Well, thanks for that. And uh, make sure those listening to check it out. It'll be on our website, Facebook page, and everywhere else uh, you can find this this podcast. Uh, well, Gavin, again, I enjoyed it. Thanks for your wisdom and the inspiration about what you know a, a, an idea can turn into if you you stick with it and keep it simple. And I really like this uh, what you did with the customers report. That was that was really interesting. So thanks again for sharing about your business, and thanks everyone for tuning in today to the Work the System podcast. I look forward to sharing another podcast with you next week, helping you grow your business with systems so you can work less and make more. Thanks, everybody. Well, I hope you enjoyed the interview with Gavin Zuklinski of Acuity Scheduling. Uh, the two big ideas I got from this interview as I was listening to it were, one, um, think automation. Think using technology and learn what the technology can do, and then you'll find out that there are a lot of repeatable things you're doing right now that technology can do for you. So if you don't have scheduling software, definitely check that out. And number two, just how important it is to invest in your team. So uh, building a competitive advantage in a crowded marketplace, a team is gonna be one way you can do it. Certainly it's the way Gavin did with the way he onboarded, hired, trained, and invested in his team in a way I doubt others in his space are doing. And what do you know? Sam has done the same thing. That's how he's been able to build his resilience in a competitive marketplace is the same thing as going from a, a six-month training window, which is what he used to have, to uh, a day-and-a-half training window using automation, using technology, using training. It's a big part of that. So those of you who are working towards this, um, yeah, use the technology. It's going to give you a major advantage. Now, if you are in the marketplace for scheduling software, certainly go to acuityscheduling.com slash system. There, Gavin has set up an extended trial, so you can try the software out for a longer period of time there for free. And if you're interested in seeing how I use my scheduling software or anything else that Work the System does over here, our podcast, our webinars, a free book, you name it, all of our resources are on workthesystem.com. If you've not been to our page, certainly check us out there or on Facebook. Otherwise, stay tuned until next week. Next week, I'll be sharing another podcast with a business expert like Gavin sharing a tip, trick, secret, software, technique, resource, something that can help you. Or I'll be sharing a success story from one of my clients to share how they went uh, from being busy, stressed out of their business to uh, making more and working less. Thanks, everybody.